Green Sense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco innovations that are changing your world. There's a proverb that states the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Trees provide many positive benefits for the environment. They also improve the quality of life for people, especially in urban areas. When tree canopies are reduced, communities experience more heat and pollution, impacting the quality of life. Here to tell us more is Tony Rodriguez, Forestry Program Coordinator at Openlands, where he's involved with the Tree Planters Grant and Community Outreach and Education Programs. Tony, welcome to the Green Sense Show. Hi, thank you for having me. Openlands is a nonprofit conservation organization that works with groups and individuals in northeastern Illinois, northwestern Indiana, and southeastern Wisconsin. And they do that to preserve open space, develop walking and biking trails, restore natural areas, and connect people to the outdoors. All very laudable goals. Anything else you'd like to add to that description? Oh, yeah. So that's generally the overarching idea of what we do. Um, So, yeah, we definitely uh, protect land, water, and access to nature. Uh, We help help empower communities and uh, the people in there. Uh, We like to grow the tree canopy. Uh, We have a lot of different initiatives going on at the same time. And I'm just involved in a very small but hopefully crucial part of the whole organization. Well, trees are unsung environmental heroes. Uh, so let's talk about some of the key benefits of trees and how they can improve ur- uh, the urban environment. I'm going to read six positive benefits of trees, and then you can give the explanation. Sound good? All right. All right. The first one, trees increase our mental and physical health. How do they do that? So there's actually been a couple of studies that show that patients recovering in hospitals that have access and can see trees actually recover a lot faster than those without access and without being able to see trees. There's also signs that trees can help reduce crime, and it also helps just create a general sense of peace and well-being within neighborhoods and communities. I always felt that there's something with the color green and a blue sky that makes you feel good. I don't know if there's any science behind that, but uh, in my uh, empirical studies, I've always seen that uh, those two color combinations make you feel good. Next one, uh, trees filter water, making groundwater cleaner. Yeah, so trees actually help filter groundwater in two different ways. So when we have storms occurring like we've had over the weekend, trees will actually help capture some of that water as it's coming down. And so these, uh, the water is going to trickle down through the leaves, through the trunk, and slow it down so it's not capturing all that dirt and grime from the street. But at the same time, the roots are going to be uh, capturing that water to help the tree grow. So it's a double duty. Sounds good. And, and water is important. Uh, this one's easy. I think a lot of us know the answer to this, but like to hear your explanation. Trees provide a home for wildlife. Yeah, especially native trees are very crucial to our wildlife. So we have uh, oak trees, which are super crucial uh, keystone species in our native landscape. So they provide a lot of opportunities for insects and squirrels and the animals that feed on the insects. 
uh, to have a home. Then you have those hollows to provide shelters. And so it just creates this whole network of uh, this whole ecosystem just based off of the oak tree. Trees absorb CO2, which is a greenhouse gas, and give off oxygen. Yep, and that happens just as a natural cause of the trees growing. It isn't something uh, that trees are going out of their way to go to make happen. It just, um, as part of the photosynthesis process, they just take up that CO2, incorporate it into its uh, structure, and just continue growing. Well, here's one that's very important. Trees clean the air of pollutants. How do they do that? It's actually really interesting because it's not so much that the trees are taking in these pollutants. Um, the leaves of trees have these really fine hair follicles on the top side of it. And so as the wind is blowing through the leaves, uh, these pollutants and these contaminants are getting caught on the little follicles. And so the tree isn't necessarily taking it into itself. It's just kind of like a filter for us. Interesting. Well, this is something we'll talk at, at length about, but trees provide shade and naturally cool urban areas. Yes, that is a very obvious but unsung method for trees. Uh, who wouldn't want to sit under a nice shady tree in a park? Uh, it's just you're drawn there. It's lot, much cooler. And if you happen to have a large shade tree in front of your house, it actually helps you save energy because your AC isn't working as hard to uh, cool your house down in the summer. And if you have a tree in front of your home in the wintertime, it actually lets that sunlight filter in and hit your home and reduce heating costs as well. Well, one thing we didn't talk about is that trees also increase property values. So what a, what a great benefit. You can get coolness, you can get shade, and you get a higher property value. <laughs> yeah, usually when we're doing our tree planters grant, that's a very easy sell for homeowners. We're like, hey, uh, it's going to save you money. It's also going to make you money in the long run. And as soon as they hear that, most homeowners go like, yes, I want a tree. Tony, with uh, the uh, temperature changing and getting hotter around the world, the hotter it gets, the more hotter it gets. Uh, do you feel that we're moving fast enough to combat climate change? I hope that we are. There's a lot of moving pieces. I know that regionally and with our own organization, we are working to slightly shift uh, the forest, uh, the trees, into areas that will be more hospitable for them. Uh, so one thing that we're doing is we're making sure not to plant any uh, evergreens in the area uh, because we're right now at the southern limit uh, for evergreens. And so as the climate changes and as the temperature zones change, uh, it's no longer going to be a hospitable place for the beloved blue spruces. And as a um, former plant healthcare professional, uh, spruces are suffering a lot. They're um, highly understressed by uh, the changing climate, the drought conditions that we're experiencing. And so it's making them super susceptible to a lot of different pests and diseases out here in our region. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we're losing the tree canopy in Chicago, and we're going to get into that. But every time I fly into Chicago, especially in the summertime, I look out the window, and it looks like such a green place. So why has the Chicago area been losing the tree canopy, and when did this start to happen? So it has been a pretty slow process. Um, we lost a lot of trees around the mid around the mid-century uh due to the dutch elm disease uh previously our trees were lined with almost exclusively elms they're extremely pretty, uh very pretty trees uh create nice shade this lovely cathedral almost like um canopy over uh, over streets 
And then we had the Dutch elm disease and it completely decimated the elm population. And so then we had the brilliant idea, okay, we lost all of our elm trees, let's replace them with ash trees. And I grew up in Logan Square, we have a ton of ash trees out there. And lo and behold, in the uh, 2012, we had the emerald ash borer, which then proceeded to decimate a lot of our uh, ash trees in the city and also in the nation. Uh, so it's been a slow process. Thankfully, I hope that we're starting to learn not to plant monocultures and that we're adding a little bit more variety in, within the trees that we're planting. Uh, so it has been a slow process, but especially within the last 10, 15 years, we've seen a drastic change. Um, we, the city of Chicago used to have a canopy cover of around 19%. And because of um, aging trees, because of loss through the emerald ash or through the uh, derecho that ripped through the city back in 2020, uh, we actually lost 3% of our, our canopy. So as of 2022, with the last counts, we had about a 16% canopy cover in the city. And that's well below national average. I uh, believe the national average is somewhere around uh, 32, 35. So, so elaborate on that a little bit, where you talked about uh, not planting monocrops, but multiple varieties. Why is that a benefit? So if we are planting a, only one type of one species of tree, uh, it leaves it very susceptible to pests coming in. And just like I mentioned with the air mold ash borer, with the Dutch elm disease, if we have trees land exclusively with elms or ashes or in modern times maples, if there is a pest or disease that can target those specific tree, uh, tree species, it makes them extremely susceptible to, our community is extremely susceptible to losing a lot of those trees. Um, that's why it's extremely alarming for me to see that a lot of new developments, they're planting almost exclusively uh, red maples. Yes, they're readily available. Um, a lot of people like the color, but if a whole new development or if a whole new street has nothing but red maples, that isn't creating a lot of diversity. And so you are leaving yourselves open to that possibility that 10, 15, 20 years from now, we aren't gonna come across a pest or a disease that's gonna be able to decimate that. And we actually dodged a major bullet with that in the nineties with the Asian longhorn beetle. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about things we can do to improve the condition. Tell us about the tree planter grant that you're involved with and how Open Lands is doing work locally to improve the situation. Yeah, so starting in 2013, we have planted over 9,000 trees within the Chicago region. And we do that through the tree planters grant. So essentially we have uh, this grant available for everybody within the Chicago city proper and the Southern suburbs. And they are just able to say, we want trees in our community, this is why. Um, and as long as they give us a good equitable reason for why their community needs trees, uh, we are more than happy to work with them. And so essentially the uh, grant applicant then goes and coordinates most of the work. They reach out to their neighbors, uh, businesses, and if it's a smaller municipality or suburb, uh, they also can sometimes talk to their um, to their local government and uh, help coordinate things like finding homes for the trees, uh, talking to the neighbors about the benefits of trees, and just making the whole community excited to receive these trees. And so once they have that list of addresses and uh, tree adopters, we then provide the material, the equipment, and a trained um, volunteer corps. 
to help them plant these trees. And we like to make it a community event. We like uh, neighbors meeting neighbors. Um, sometimes it's been people, next door neighbors planting trees with each other who haven't really talked in the past. Like they just kind of see a nod, uh, nod to one another as they're coming home from work. And then they have this shared experience of planting a tree together on their block. And it just kind of helps create community. That's fabulous. What can individuals and businesses do to support your efforts? Definitely the first thing that individuals can do is apply for the Tree Planters Grant. They can find the application on our website and openlands.org. Uh, it's very simple, would take probably 20 minutes, uh, maybe more if you were really interested in explaining why your community desperately needs trees. Um, that's the number one thing that people can do, apply for the Tree Planters Grant. Uh, ideally, we would love to plant a thousand trees a year. Um, if we can plant more than that, we would love that as well. Uh, that sounds wonderful. Well, you sound very knowledgeable and very passionate about your work. Uh, tell us your story. How'd you become involved with forestry and open lands? It actually happened completely by chance. So Some uh, of the best was... things do happen that way. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was very much interested in the whole environmental scene. And so back when we had the Department of the Environment in the city of Chicago, they actually offered continuing education seminars for professionals about landscaping, uh, gardening, and things like that. And so uh, my mom, bless her, took me to these seminars. I was the lone teenage Mexican kid and a sea of like middle-aged white professionals and just le learning about these things and experiencing um, the marvel of sustainability and conservation within the city. So that was kind of the seed of my of my desire for being in this field. Uh, so I then kind of got sidetracked, had a whole career in the restaurant industry in Chicago. And by chance, I saw a post on Facebook saying, hey, there's this organization called Open Lands that's hosting this um, forestry uh, program trainee, uh, this forestry trainee program, uh, where essentially you learn how to take care of care trees, uh, how to plant trees, and just be a steward for uh, the urban forest. And so on a whim, I was kind of ready to leave the restaurant industry. So on a whim, I decided to apply. I got accepted, uh, became an open lands forestry trainee. And after the program was done, I became um, plant healthcare technician out in the north suburbs. And eventually, open lands wanted me back to help coordinate the tree planters grant. So I'm very glad and happy to be here. Well, it's always nice to see people passionate about their work, loving what they do, and making a difference out there. So in my eyes, planting a tree is a very simple task. It's something all of us can do. And our show talks about this all the time. Real sustainability is getting uh, small tasks done by millions of people so that you can yield great results by multiplying those millions of people by those small tasks. What is the biggest impediment to us planting more trees? I would say a lot of people just don't know how to go about doing it. There's a lot of red tape involved with the city, so you have to apply for a permit. Um, so that's one of the lovely things about the Tree Planters Grant is that we help take care of all that red tape for you. We apply for the permits, we do the locating, we do the purchasing. So all people have to do is say, I would like a tree, please plant it in my front yard. And we're just able to show up and just hand them a shovel and say, okay, let's get, let's get digging. 
Um, the other thing is just that people aren't aware of all the resources available to them. Uh, there might not be people that know, hey, I can call 311 and the city will plant a tree for me. They don't know that open lands and other organizations are out there planting trees. And so it's just increasing the awareness of tree plants of tree planting within the city. Well, making things easier for users is always a good thing. Tony, thank you for being on Green Sense Show and telling us about your program to improve the quality of life for all Chicagoans. Thank you so much for having me. That's Tony Rodriguez, Forestry Program Coordinator at Open Lens, explaining how trees absorb pollution, provide shade, and are a natural way to cool urban areas. Visit the GreenSenseShow.com website to learn more about sponsorship. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense. And check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago.